Coaches Game Day, built by coaches for coaches. I am personally inviting you to review a fantastic membership-based website for coaches, athletic directors, sports organizations, and athletic departments. Coaches Game Day assists coaches, ADs, teams, schools, and athletic organization in the areas of budgeting, scheduling, automatic game communications, fundraising, and key form access. This website offers patented programming not currently available and other programming that is readily used in the athletic environment, all within simple computer or phone access. The website is revolutionizing the industry and will afford coaches, schools, and teams a better way of supporting and organizing their programs. Coaches Game Day is changing the playing field for all coaches of all sports across the country. Coaches Game Day supports over 1,800 competition levels of 33 interscholastic club and recreational sports using unique patented technology to assist in the process of managing an efficient and effective athletic department program and includes a passive sponsor fundraiser function that will positively help your team or department increase revenues for your athletic programs. The Game Blast communication program will increase your department revenues by 150 to $1,000 per team per season. Do the math. You cannot afford not to include coaches game day in your athletic program. When you are ready to purchase, my personal referral will save you money. At checkout, enter coupon code CGD25. That's CGD25 and you will receive a $25 off your annual membership. Coaches Game Day, the finest and most unique athletic management app available. If you have any questions, contact me at furtadok57 at gmail.com, and I will give you a further information, and also I will give you a special discount. Contact me soon. Thank you. And here, like we have um, cars, he'd be going to Cardone's and going to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech um, we play, yeah, yeah. So we have, uh, we play a couple of girls um, at Permaina Jackson, like going to Georgia State, you know. So it's like, yeah, we have some good programs here in Georgia, good athletes, and the ability to keep building those programs here so that we keep that talent home. That, yeah, that's awesome. Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast, episode 285. So we've done a lot of podcasts, Kim, and we're so excited to have uh, Coach Kim Lawrence, the head uh, girls basketball coach at Woodward Academy uh, in Atlanta here. And uh, just recently, they uh, her team won the 2021-22 State Georgia High School yeah. State Championship in 5A. That's, that's the division that that my team plays in. And I know you guys have been number one pretty much the whole season. So, hey, coach, welcome to the podcast. Now, I, I'm really, uh, I'm going to really pick your brain a little bit on how you guys have built such a great program. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much, coach. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So I appreciate this opportunity. 
Absolutely. Hey, you're, you're pro. It's interesting. You played for Woodward. You played for a great mm-hmm. coach and coach Jim Waller, correct? Yes. And yes. now you're coaching for your alma mater. Uh, tell yes. us about how you grew up in the game and uh, how you got started in coaching. Oh, oh. so I've, I've been playing basketball. I think since I was, um, I want to say 12 years old, I started off uh, with the Atlanta heat. Um, and start off, actually, my dad was part of our, my coaching staff. So um, I started off playing um, for him, just like he was assistant coach. And then I played for, I played, I mean, I, all AAU basketball, Atlanta Celtics. Um, and, and I played, you know, and just grew up playing against some of the top players in Georgia. Um, and then I was given that, you know, able to go to Woodward um, for my high school career. Um, where I got to play uh, for Coach Jim Waller, and which he instilled in me like the defense, the hard work the, um, that is required to be a championship team. Um, we were able to uh, continue the legacy that he had started there. Um, I know, like before I got there, they had just went back to back and undefeated back to back at that. Nice. Um, yeah. Right. So, so that was a lot to live up to, right? Going to Woodward and this team. Um, awesome players, Keisha Brown, Daphne Hutchison, um, a few of my my teammates I had to play with, Davida Rogers, all went on to have great basketball, um, great basketball careers in college. Um, And they, uh, and so that was pressure in itself to have to live up to that, like undefeated. So now we come in and we were able to win my junior year um, with the defense and stuff that coach had us playing. Um, And then I was able, fortunate enough to get a scholarship to go to Furman. Um, university where I play under um, a Sherry Carter and then for my first two years and then Sam Dixon on um, my last two years um, and then I was another opportunity basketball taking me all over the world I was able to go play um, overseas professionally for about two and a half years and in between that time um, I was coming back and kind of training the Woodward girls and stuff and subbing and doing all this stuff so sure. what was like a second home to me um, essentially like I I love the people there. Um, I essentially grew up there, right? Um, it was a great four years. And so to be able to come back and just try to teach the girls that were the girls there that were playing a little bit what I've learned um, from playing college and high school was just great. And then I um, and then I actually worked, then Dr. He's the principal now, but he was the head girls basketball coach there. Um, he decided to take a more of a academic role. And so, which required him stepping down a little bit from the basketball role. And he put my name out there to be his replacement. Um, and so that's essentially how I got, and that was about 10, 10 wow, 10 years ago. Yeah, T- 11 now, 20, 2011, 20, oh, yeah, 2011. time, yes. yeah, so man, yes. like, yeah. So time is just flying by here, but yeah, so it's been, <laughs> so I've been there going 10 years now, so. So that's pretty much how I got started coaching there at Woodward. So, what did you uh, was that was that your plan all along, Kim? That you wanted the coach, or was this kind of this thrust upon you? And you said, "Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, what was yeah, your plan?" Essentially, it was it was thrust upon me. Yes, <laughs> I I didn't really and and then I I did not really have a plan. Um, my well, my plan actually was to keep playing, but then um, I had a knee injury and it kind of prevented some me for playing anymore and so like I said I started training and then um uh when I was there coach asked me to help out with the 
a fall league that we mm-hmm. that we had going on. I think it was at um Christ the Christ the King back in the time. They used to have a fall league for the mm-hmm. the middle schools that they would do. And so he asked me to um, help the girls in that fall league. And then I just kind of got the bug from got that, bug, right? Yeah. Yep, I got the bug. Okay. And so then I just and so then he gave me the opportunity to be assistant on the varsity would help him on that. So yeah, so it definitely was not planned, but you know. You know, they say, yeah, God just laughs when we make plans. So, so he saw something to me that I did not. So, yeah. Yeah. But all along, you know, um, you were being kind of directed in a certain way. It's funny how yeah. life is sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You always end up where you're pretty good at sometimes. It's funny how that works out. Um, what did you learn? I, he actually mentioned Keisha Brown. Is she the coach at Galloway, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. She's yeah, she done a great job building. Oh, my God. Program. Yes, she has. Like, I mean, well, <laughs> like, oh, well, I've learned. I used to actually train with, work out with her and stuff, and just the work effort that she puts in um, to make sure that she's doing the best that she can or whatever it is she's the was the huge inspiration to me as well. And then be able to watch her um, before I even went to Woodward, just being able to go see her play and stuff, and like, she was just amazing on and off the court. So yeah, so she's what she's done over there at Galloway, um, in the program that she's built. And that is still building is just, yes, it's awesome to see. Yeah, because Galloway, from my recollection, was not very good for many years. Uh, And she went in there and just completely turned it around. Well, they're good now. So, yes, yes. Yeah, they're good now. Um, Hey, talk about your philosophy there at the school. What are your core principles? And I know just from reading, you're about intangible stuff, communicating, leading others you know, realizing what you're capable of individually and collectively. Um, I love coaches that teach more than just the game. Oh yeah. Because it's bigger, right? It's bigger than the game at the, at the end of the day. that's one of the best things about sports is that, and especially basketball, it's a team thing, which can teach you so much more than just what you can do on the court. It helps you with life. Um, and the things that you need to succeed at this game of life. Um, so I'm huge on communication. Um, I talk about that. The girls can ask you. I talk about that constantly because you have to be able to talk to each other and not just, and let me not say, and not talk to each other, but communicate with each other. Um, and so one of the things that I, I actually, I go to, a, um, if you're at a PGC, um, yes. yeah, so I, I try to go there because I learned some of the greatest stuff from those coaches up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to go there every, if I can, every summer. And one of the things I picked up from um, coach TJ, Rosine. Ooh, I don't want to, Rosine, yes. Rosine, um, yeah, TJ's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. The thing I picked up him that I've started with my girls and has been such a huge help in our communication um, is that they, in their pre-practice huddle, they have a thing that they do every single day. And every day is something different. So Mondays are um, my commitment Mondays. And so the girls, they have to talk. What are you committed to doing this week? Who are you committed to being for your teammates? Um, so that's Monday. So they have to, you know, the girls have to, be able to tell their teammates what are, what is it that they're committed to doing and so that the teammates can hold each other accountable all right you said you were committed to doing this you're not so let's pick it up right you said you're committed to providing the energy well let's go let's go right um and then tuesdays he has a uh, tough tuesdays we mm-hmm. started with the tough tuesdays but um it soon became um, roses and thorns Tuesdays. So along with the, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it, it kind of started. We know the tough Tuesdays, and it was kind of like, okay, oh, uh, this is a little too tough. So yeah. along with something, giving something like a thorn, you got to give me a rose. So what good nice. happens that day, right? 
So, so that's that. And then um, we have Wisdom Wednesdays. So pre-practice, the girls know they have to come with a little bit of knowledge. Okay. Um, some good, a good quote, a good fact, a good fun fact is pretty, we, they, they do their research and we've learned different stuff that, you know, that we didn't even know about, like the longest wedding veil and, and different things like that. Um, and so they have to, you know, a fun fact as are the piece of knowledge and they give some of the best quotes, um, that, and then Thursdays are thankful Thursdays, which again, is similar to Rosen Thorns, but what are you grateful for? Because at the end of the day, the more you appreciate what you have, the more you'll have to appreciate. Right. And so every Thursday we talk about what we're thankful for, what we're grateful for, for that day. And then Fridays are typically fun Fridays if we can, if we don't have a game. So we try to, I, you know, sometimes let the girl pick their activity, girls pick their activities for that day, or I try to pick something fun for them to do. Um, I remember like this season, this, this Friday, the best one we had was actually, they girls had to do a scavenger hunt. Um, one okay. of my assistant coaches put that together and they absolutely loved that, right? They broke up in teams and uh, had different history questions and stuff about the school that they had to go find and knowledge and things like that. Um, so we did that for a fun Friday, a little scavenger hunt um, nice. before before start practice and stuff. So that so that's huge. Like that communication piece is you got to be able to talk, um, talk to each other right because you have to let your teammates know that you're here for them and that and that's big especially when it comes to defense on the defensive end which is what we preach like defensive like let let me know that it's okay for me to guard my player put a lot of pressure on them because you have my back right, right? because we tend to especially I know if you don't you don't want to get beat nobody wants to get beat right so you tend to uh play off so you're not getting beat Right. Well, that's not what we preach. We you we gotta preach you put pressure on that basketball, make it uncomfortable for the dribbler. But because the but because your first instinct is not to get beat, you need to know that somebody is there for you. They have your back. And so we definitely preach that. Talk to your teammates. So that's huge. Communication is big. And then um, and for that defense, hustle and effort, because that that's the one thing. Like everything, your shot, you can't really control that. You know, the rest, what they're called, you can't, but you can control your attitude, your hustle and your effort. Right. Um, and so we talk about that all the time, Sue. So that's pretty much what, you know, our, our um, team is built on, communication and then the, the effort. So yeah, I love that. I love how um, your players, I'm, it sounds like your players get engaged early on in practice, right? Yes. I think that's exactly. important. I think mm -hmm. It's, it's your best team, your head coach is not talking all the time, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. if you learn that over time, because I'm, maybe oh, yeah. when you first started, you were like, man, I got to tell them everything. Have mm -hmm. you adapted and changed? Yes, just a little bit. Yes, I, I really have, because I found that a player-led team would definitely take you farther than a coach-led team, right? Um, so even the, even the warm-ups, I've, I've I started that out, but I've moved that on to the players, right? They, they are in charge of their warm-ups now. Like, I started it. Um, about four years ago this is you know the kind of stuff that we want you guys to do and incorporate and now that they do it but then again and that's a and that's a communication piece as well too like we have one senior who will lead it and then they'll she'll call the drill and then the players have to echo it so that we make sure right. everybody again is on the same page so we're talking about knee pulls everybody say knee pulls lunges everybody says lunges so that's just getting them again right there at the beginning of practice we're making sure that they're communicating with each other at the start so yeah yeah, that's um, yeah, that, that's a great lesson for us coaches on that. I, I love how I love how that you're getting your kids involved. And sometimes we think that our kids know each other, right, Kim? Mm -hmm. So do you have them? 
I mean, you have them asking each other, like I, I know one coach told me one time, it's like, what do you know about your own players? Like, what mm. do I know about these kids? And mm. what do the kids know about each other? Do you do a lot of that with, you know, have them kind of just opening up and expressing themselves? Um, I, a lot of it, no. But I will say that the one thing I did do first for the first time this year is on our Thankful Thursday, I kind of actually switched it up. Um, and I told the players, instead of just what they're thankful for, we put everybody's name in a hat. Um, and then you had to pick and you had to pick a name and whoever name that you pick, you had to say, what are you thankful and grateful for that person for? Right. Sure. Um, so, yeah. And so we don't do now. We don't do a lot of that. Um, they now they do all that on their own. I'm telling you, like this team right, right here, like they are always planning That's something. Good. They're hanging out. Yes, I, yeah. they hang out like pretty much all the time. So as far as on the court stuff and making sure, making that, a, we do kind of do a little bit of it at the beginning. Um, and then again, like I said, that that thankful Thursday was very um, eye-opening for me. And I think it was very beneficial for the girls to hear in that setting what their teammates actually, you know, really thought about them and what they were thankful and grateful for them for. So, yeah, I really, I think I will incorporate that a little bit more. Um, and to try to get do more of that into our practice plan and stuff. So. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. It's like we all think, okay, we're going to add in another press, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. why don't we do more sometimes yes. tangibles? But it's so hard for us coaches, right? It uh, is, because it is. <laughs> you're like, you're sitting here, you and you watch, you break down the game film, and you're like, oh, my gosh, okay, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need exactly. this. You think they knew this, but obviously they don't know that. So, that we gotta, yeah, it's and it's so much. And you really have to um, sit down and – Think about like I, I think I did watch your um, the previous interview with uh, Coach Hickson and her three things that she definitely yeah, preaches, yeah, and you yeah. can so see that in the way that that team plays, and I and I and I really like that, and that's like and that's and that's definitely hard. Like I'm more props to her because I feel like three, it's like ten things that these girls need to know up in that here, is. but you yeah. do have to you do have to narrow that down uh, for these kids so that they this is it this is you we do these three we we do these three things here on a consistent basis then we will be successful. So, yeah. Yeah. And but thank you for listening. Lot. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And what, oh, yeah, of what that says is, is we learn from other coaches, right? Oh, That's yeah. my, my whole vision of the podcast is about that. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky that I learned from every person that I interviewed. You, yeah. you would think I'd be really smart by now, Kim, but I'm not. No, hey, listen, we it's a daily thing, Kim. It's a daily thing. There's no such thing. When we stop learning, we stop growing, right? Like it's That's right. <laughs> it's, it's a day. Like I'm still learning stuff every day. Like I like I said, go to PG the coaches clinics and all mm -hmm. that. Like you have to if if you want to be good, right? right? If you want to be you want to be considered one of the best and successful, like you can't stop thinking that you know it all. Like the day you think you know it all, well then you find out that you don't. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you're trying to maintain yeah. success because now the expectations are, are very high, which is great. Yeah. Hey, you have a you have a great player, Sydney Bowles. I was actually yesterday, I brought my team, Kim, to um, I love Coach Joni Taylor over there oh, at UGA. Yes. And uh, oh, yeah. we, we went and watched her um, team practice because I think it's important to our girls to kind of see what it mm -hmm. takes, uh, meet the players, get connected with college level players. And she was yeah. so gracious on being so nice to my team and myself. Andy Landers yeah. was there. Oh, um, wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I know Andy. Oh, I, I went to UGA, so I'll, I'm yeah. a bulldog. But uh, but I know yeah. Andy since I used to work his camps and I've been to okay. his camp. So 
And uh, what's classy about Andy is he still knew my name. He coached for Tato. How you doing? It's like, I haven't oh, seen the guy awesome. forever. Um, <laughs> but he knew you. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So that, that was really cool. I made my day. But yeah. hey, hey, that's so good for, I mean, Sydney's a great player. How do you think she's going to fit into, uh, you know, playing for uh, Coach Taylor at the Bulldog, uh, at Georgia? I mean, I think she's going to fit in pretty well. Um, with Coach, like you said, Coach Taylor, she's like, she's a class act. And and what she's instilling in the, the girls that um, UGA, the women, excuse me, not on girls, but they are, it's pretty, I mean, I watched their style. It's pretty similar, like defense. She preaches that defense and pushing that basketball. Um, so I feel like the style is pretty similar to what Sid has been experiencing these past four years. Um, and so I think she just, and she brings an extra layer um, that I think would help um, the Bulldogs next year. So I think she'll fit in fine. Because I, I honestly believe she'll fit in fine wherever she goes. Just She's just that kind of player, um, pretty adaptable. Um, but what I think was special about her is that she's just, it's not just the things that she does on the court, it's what she brings, what she brings off the court as well, too. So right, that, right. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. And it's so yeah. great to see UGA getting the top players in the state. That's and keeping more, it home. And keeping yeah. them home. I mean, what, keeping them home. like yeah. your opinion on that is like, Man, that it's been a problem, but now Joni's kind of into getting more and more uh, great Atlanta players, great Georgia yeah. players. Stay at I, home, baby. Yes, <laughs> please stay at home. I I love it. I love it. Like you know, that means I I don't have to travel so far to go still support. So it's all good. Right. Still watching. Yeah, but we have so much talent here in Georgia, and we and I'm really glad to see um, that our players, that our top talent is you know staying. At Dr. Dish Basketball, we're creating basketball shooting machines that accelerate player performance. With features like on-demand workouts, multiplayer stat tracking, and instant analytics, Dr. Dish Basketball is the number one source for basketball training. Whether you're training in your driveway, running a practice, or developing a workout program, we have the most innovative training solutions to help your players practice like they play. And just for listening to this podcast, you qualify for an exclusive discount. Just mention Championship Vision Podcast to your sales rep when you call in. For more information, visit drdishbasketball.com or call 952-873-2633. Again, that number is 952-873-2633. And remember, be better every day. Dr. Dish Basketball's Virtual Camp 2.0 is now live. Our camp features drills and workouts from pro players, coaches, and trainers like Byron Scott, Quincy Pondexter, and four-time WNBA champ Lindsey Whalen. And though we're known for our shooting machines, the camp also features ball handling, agility, and conditioning drills to help athletes of all ages round out their game. A shooting machine is not required for this camp, but if you own or have access to a Dr. Dish CT or Dr. Dish Home, you can follow along with our pre-built program and track your progress and your stats. Sign up today to gain access to the Virtual Camp 2.0 featured drills and workouts by visiting drdishbasketball.com slash virtualcamp2021. That's drdishbasketball.com slash virtual-camp-2021. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to remember the, the girl we played against uh, from um, New Manchester going to Auburn. Auburn, uh, yeah. It's like, man, what, what, I mean, we got to keep, we should have kept her here. Keep, keep uh, her here, but yeah. Yeah, so she's in Alabama, but it, it's all right. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, still we, close. We, we'll see her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. wife, my my wife loves Auburn, so we have battles and so forth. But um, yeah, well, you know, I'm I I, I can't really because Auburn, you know, they got they got our uh, my boy uh, Walker, 
down yeah. there and uh Jabari on the on the men's side. So That's two right. Georgia boys, two Georgia boys down all day in Alabama. So, you know, I I guess I cheer for Auburn, you know. So yeah, yeah I cheer for that. them. SEC. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the champion. Um, actually, before that, kind of talk, let's lead up to the championship game. How okay. was the state tournament up to that point? Did, was there any games where you were a little bit worried, you know, before the state, before the state championship game? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Worried kind of, I mean, semi, but not really. I'm be, like, this has been. Um, this has been something that I've kind of claimed since the beginning of this season. Right. I mean, the girls claimed it, right? Um, this is something that we always talk about le the legacy that you want to leave. And my six seniors oh, have six seniors, but this is oh. the, what they wanted to go out on. They wanted to, they wanted another state championship and they, they, they put in the work to make sure that that was, that that was going to happen. Um, and my brother put it best defense travels. Um, your jump shot may not get off the bus, but defense travels, right? Um, and which was, and that was pretty obvious um, on some of our games. Like we had a, a little slow start, like our shots weren't falling. Um, like we couldn't shoot the basketball. It felt like there was, it felt like there was like a lid on the rim. But once the girls locked in and understood that we, what we've been preaching all season is that our defense is our offense. Like our defense is our offense. Let your defense right. create your offense. And once they, you know, remember that, settle down and locked into that, then they're, oh, wow, look, my shot's starting to fall now. Yes. Like once you, you know, get the, get the steals and put the pressure on and deflections, like our goal is to be, we want to be double digit deflections. Like that breaks up the rhythm of the offense. Yes. And that's what we preach. Like get, get your hand in there as many times as possible. Um, and so, and so I wasn't, as long as I knew, once our defense started to click in, it was kind of like, I, I knew we would kind of, we would be okay because that's what we've been preaching. That's what we've been relying on um, is our defense. So, yeah, so that's what took us. That's what, how we started this season and that's how we finished. So. Yeah. I know Forest Park is tired of seeing you guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but, that, um, that's, we've seen, yeah, we've, and it's not, and we're not done because we're still moving up with them again next year. So we'll be seeing right, some more, right. more forest hey. parts. So, yeah. <laughs> we're moving down the foray, so we don't, we not, we can avoid you guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, before a stuff too. There's a lot of good teams out. Oh, there. it's a lot of good teams before. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, it's just some good. It's just good basketball here in Georgia. Like it is all it over. Is. It. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's some great teams, and it's interesting. You got the private and the public now. You got. Holy Innocence now going from single A to four A. What's your what's your philosophy on all that? Does, does it really matter, or because uh, I, I see a lot of schools, smaller schools, going? Uh, what do you think about that? Um, you know, I actually that's a good question. I really don't have a philosophy on that. I mean, I just, I, you know, I honestly, I really don't know the answer to that right there. To be honest right. with you, um, I, I, I. I kind of like when we were in, when I was in high school, we were 3A, right? And so we were playing, I, I kind of like playing the teams in your area. So you ain't really have to go all, all over. Yeah. Especially you talking about these late, we're playing late games, right? And you got to travel 30, 40 minutes on the school night to go play a game and stuff. So, and, it, and that, for me, when I was in high school, it, it, was, a, it was a good rivalry because I was playing kids that I grew up with. 
because we were all in the same area. So we were playing like Westlake, Banneker, you know, so that was a good rivalry because those are the schools that, those are the teams that students that I kind of grew up against. Um, so, I, I mean, I like that. It's just, it brings a different, different level of competition and stuff um, to that. So, but yeah, I really, I'm sorry. I really, yeah, I don't really have much to say on that besides that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But you're right, Kim, there's a lot of great teams out there. Uh, yeah. And I mean, like, like Westlake, it's been a, an absolute great uh, powerhouse, yeah. Uh, just a powerhouse. Now they're kind of rebuilding, but they'll be back. Mm -hmm. um, and oh, yeah. I mean, what do you see? The coaches that listen to this are from all over the country. Uh, talk a little bit about Georgia basketball and some of the best teams. I I I already know, but from your perspective, uh, what do you see in Georgia basketball right now and the growth of girls basketball here oh. in Georgia? Well, I would say well the growth of it is evident by the fans in the stands, right? Um, usually, usually for the most part, and of course it's still the case in some places, but you know, most teams, when you have the girls game and the boys game, the girls game is kind of a, it gets busy in the fourth quarter. It gets packed in the fourth quarter because people are here to see, they get there early to have a seat for the boys games and stuff. But now I see that it's kind of changing. And now that, that people are coming to support both the girls and the boys. We have the boys' parents, like especially for our game, like our our stands have been, you know, packed um, mm -hmm. just because the girls' game is not. It's becoming faster. Um, it's, it's it's exciting, right? It's exciting, um, and I think and and I think that's kind of a trend that's going across the across the um, board because we have good athletes here. We have athletes that are ranked in the nation in Georgia. And so teams and people, they want to see them play and you have people supporting them. And I think that's just an awesome thing. Um, so I, I'm enjoying the growth that I'm seeing, um, especially with the girl on the girl side, um, that people are starting to watch and come, so come support, whether they have a chat. And the best part about it is that the people that come to support don't even have a daughter on the, a child on the team, right? right? So yeah, they just want to come watch some good basketball and that's what they're getting. So. Yeah, do you think um, that... To get fans in the stands, it's about how you play. I think, I think people see more than what we think. I think, do they see a team that is classy, that they're not yelling at the referees? They, they mm -hmm. show respect towards the opponent. And they also play great basketball. They play hard. They play together. I think people want to see that. It doesn't matter they whether do. it's guys. or So, so what, do you, what do you believe in that? I believe you're absolutely correct. Um, and, and you can't. Like one thing you can say, you can say it like, oh yeah, we do this and we do that. But if you're not showing it out on the court, fans can see that. Right. They can see that you're not, they can see that you're, that you're only giving 30%. They can see that, right? They can see that you have no respect for your teammates. So you have no respect for your coaches based on what you like a, a timeout, a huddle. What are you doing in, what are you doing in the, in the timeout? Like, are you looking around? Are you watching your coach? Fans can see that. Right. right. Um, how are you how do you talk to your teammates when they come off the court? Are they do something awesome? Are you standing there? Are you cheering for them? Are you upset that you that you on the bench and they get in the play? Like fans can see that. Um, and and so I and I think that and fans will show up for the teams that that they know is going to give 100 percent. It's going to play hard because that that game, that's exciting to watch somebody go out there. That's, and that's the great thing about sports, right? It's the great neutralizer, equalizer. What's that say about that? I don't know. It, it just, all of it comes out. It shows, right? Sure. 
And um, and I think, and like you said, and um, to your point, yeah, fans can see that this team right here, I know what I'm going to get out of them. This is going to be this this is going to be a down to the wire team. They're going to give me a hundred percent. And and we like to watch. I love watching that. Like the like the especially like our like the underdog who's out there. They loose balls. They're flying all around. You know, blocking shots, hustling back to get down the court. They make a mistake. It's okay. They're getting back on defense. Right. Those things right there, you definitely know. And I think that makes the game much more exciting. So. Yeah, you're trying to put a great product on the floor. I mean, yeah. um, to me, the girls' game, and I, I coach girls um, pretty much my I, my whole career. Mm -hmm. And I, I would not coach boys. I, it, I just enjoy the the spirit of, of coaching female athletes. Um, yeah. And they, they're so coachable. They're this episode. Yeah. Uh, great team spirit about them. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think the girls game, it, the theme, it, it's growing coach. I mean, oh yeah. And I think, I, I think it's almost kind of going in reverse except for the great athleticism and the okay. dunking and yeah. so forth. I think the girls game is definitely much more attractive. Yeah. But now we're getting girls that can do that too. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. On a more consistent basis. Of course we've had, you had a few sprinkled here, but now we're seeing more and more girls. I was like, okay. No it's doubt, like it's, no it's doubt. pretty exciting, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Billy, Billy's here. He, he's one. He's a big fan of the Lady Warriors, man. He's always supporting us. Okay. He's right here. <laughs> All right. He's our Hello. guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's awesome, Coach. And I, you go to a Georgia practice, um, man. You're seeing, you're looking at some athletes, some mm -hmm. girls. I mean, I'm telling you, some women that, man, these they can play. They're athletic. Um, oh yeah. So the game is changing, Coach. Yeah. Has it changed that much since you – I know you were a great player, a great athlete, but has it really changed the athleticism part? I mean, it's uh, – I mean, I feel like – I feel like it kind of has just a little bit. And also, I mean, it also has changed just, just the, on the side that, of course, actually now more kids – like when I was growing up, I mean, we were in the gym all the time, but we didn't have, like, my dad was my trainer, right? We just getting in the gym. Right. You know, I didn't really, like, a specialized, what am I, a specialized? Yeah. So now kids can actually, you know, they're more focused in on their sport and stuff. And, of course, I mean, we don't need, but it's good and bad things to that, right? Um, but I do feel like the simple fact that they can actually give more attention to their, to their sport now that not, not get can, they do give more attention to that sport. I think um, it's changing the game just a little bit in that respect, yeah. Yeah, no so, doubt. Um, yeah. I, probably on the negative side, kids are probably not getting in the gym by themselves as much as maybe when as we much. played, right? Yeah. Like, outside ball. I mean, I, it, there's, there's yeah. some negatives to that, right, Kim? It is. It is. Like, uh, because uh, to your point, like, we, I mean, we would just play pickup, like, yeah. all the time. Like, and so, and so as you see, there, while the athleticism and stuff's kind of increased, it's like the basketball IQ, because the, they don't play as often right as or just play or just even watch the watch the game some um you can tell that it's kind of it's there is that is the downside to it a little bit like like it's like some of the things that I kind of knew instinctively because I just I just play you have to actually you have you can't take for granted that these kids know that right like because they don't really play like that like yeah. there's no I got I'll never forget a couple of years ago, I was watching they girls they were playing 21 I was like, what, what are y'all doing? That's not how you play 21. Like, have y'all never, or I had to teach them how to play 21. Right. It's like, this is, what is this? This is not, there's no, you know, it's back and forth. No, that's not how you, they're just playing 21. 
Like yeah. game 21. That's like, yeah, no, that's that's not how. But again, they and that's not our we were playing pick up with the boys and everything. You know, we're just getting it, getting in the gym and getting it in. Right. Um, so it, it is a little bit less of that. Um, because you know, again, time's change, like you can go to the nearest park coming up when we were playing, just go play, right? Um, so so it is it is a little negative aspects to it but yeah i definitely think the athleticism so it's like i say good good and bad but yeah yeah for yeah, sure so. um they're definitely playing more games now and the training let's be honest Ooh. the training's gotten a lot better yeah um, oh yeah you know yeah. so i guess it offsets yeah. right you know? it, it does like the training definitely definitely has gotten a lot better but again to you but but there's nothing like quite quite playing like you can do all yeah. the you know the cones don't move right so right. <laughs> So it, it's something to be said, like it's, it's something definitely to be said for, you know, you put all this work in individualized training, now you got to go play, put it, put it to work um, in a game or something. Right. So, uh, but, and they see them and they are playing a whole lot more games. Yeah. A lot more games than what we played coming up. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable, like, man. The schedule of games, the travel oh my gosh. around the Woo. country. I mean, it's like, yeah. wow. It's, it's, ooh, good. Yeah. It, it's, it's a <laughs> lot. Like, so I, I don't, I feel, I don't know. I go back and forth on that too. It's like, I love the exposure that they're getting and stuff, but at the end of the day too, it's kind of like, wow, it's just, they putting their bodies through a lot. Like you already, like you playing, when you think about playing basketball, you're really playing on concrete. Like right. it's hard. It's a hard surface that you're asking your body um, to do. And they, to do this year round and to play multiple games, like in days, like when we at AAU, yeah, we played maybe two games on a Friday. Had to wake up right. again, do it on a Saturday, and but and that was it, you know. But then like we were playing, and our whole thing, we were playing. We played. We played one state to play for nationals, right? That's it. Like, right. That's what you were playing for. Yeah. You played the state to win nationals, right? And now it's like so many tournaments, so many you know things that AAU games and that they're playing in now. It's, Ooh, it's a lot, but they're it's, so it's good, right? Good and bad. They're getting that experience, getting that exposure, but they also, we gotta just watch it because I've seen a lot of kids just get burnt out so burnt so out. easily. So, but yeah, so it's, yeah, again, of course, left the hand, good and they get that left hand better. They they you know adding moves to to yeah. the dribbling moves and so forth. I mean, they're, they're, I think it's a combination, right, Kim? Mm -hmm. You got to put some time individually, but you also got to get some game time in to see yeah. if it's working. You have to, exactly, right? Um, exactly. You got to make sure that, because it's all good when there's nobody guarding you. Oh, that's right. here's my left hand. I can do it. I can do it. And then <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't play, just make sure you actually can do it when you actually have defense, then it's kind of like off and on. So yeah, yeah it's a good sure. combination. You got to you gotta do both. Got to do both. Got to do, do both. Yeah. Hey, uh, really quick, talk about the championship game. Well, this is what I mm -hmm. observed from it. The first quarter was tight, eleven to eight, and mm -hmm. then man, it's weird about second quarters. Tell me if I'm wrong, Kim. I think your really good teams have great second quarters to separate themselves before the half. I see mm -hmm. that over and over and over again. You guys had a twenty-seven nine second quarter. That was the difference in the game, right? I mean, mm -hmm. what do you guys do in that? Um, well, I got on them about the defense. Like we were like we were sitting here trying to let our and our offense for us, um, 
it's okay, but we we have a tendency, which is what we're still we're still talking about. But we have a tendency to just stand and and it, it happens. But we stand around and watch what double zero Sydney Bowles is gonna do with the basketball, right. right? And when you have that kind of player, you can kind of get there. But understand, it's not. But I've been talking to the girls all season that we have to get movement on offense. Okay, the best the best offense consists of player movement, ball movement, and spacing. Right. Um, so we were we kind of went away from that that first quarter and we weren't playing the defense that we've been talking about. So here we have this offense that we're not moving on offense and then we're not playing defense. So I so we called a quick timeout. It's like this is not what this is not what we've talked about all season. Mm-hmm. Right. Y'all need to wake up and start playing the defense. We don't we have no no deflections right now. Very few steals. And the fouls we do have, we have them because y'all are being lazy with your you not now active hands you're not moving your feet so we so and they and then they woke up and they started playing the defense that we've been talking about and that defense created our offense and so that's what I think that's what turned it around like they they find it they it, they they remember what they were supposed to be doing on defense so yeah yeah that's, that's funny I think what turned it around yeah for sure it's funny you say that a lot of coaches kind of overuse the diagram board and so a lot of time it's just the head I mean, yeah. what are, how are the kids, you, you just said a few things there that kind of ignite them. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the key to coaching uh, is just maybe a few key words to kind of get them back on track, right, Kim? Yeah, yeah. I, because like, like you said, um, like we talked about earlier, um, I would take a player-led team over a coach-led team any day. So I pretty much try, you know, my, most of my coaching and stuff, all that, the final detail, that happens in practice. Right. And then when you get to the game time, now it's time for y'all to show, right? This is you guys, right? I've been here, done that. I've, I've, I've had my game time. I've played. I've done. So now who's going to step up and lead us and, and, you know, the stuff that we've been talking about in practice, now it's time to put it to work here. Um, and so, so I, I don't want to, I just, so I just, you know, just watch. I always tweak just a few things, but hopefully that you guys have already been prepared enough that y'all can go do this game. And then I, all I do is just remind you of what it is that y'all, that you are, that you already know. And sometimes get lost in the emotions of things, right? You get nervous. It's a big, you're on a big stage. Um, so it's just something, like you said, it just takes a little, settle them down. All right, now we're good. Now go to work. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously that timeout you had work. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that was a great timeout, by the yeah, way. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because you went on a run then. Um, yeah. Hey, talk about your team coming up. Uh, you're losing a lot of great players. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where the real programs are established. When you lose great players. Yeah. So what's your goal this year is like you're going to kind of reestablish who you guys are. This is kind of back to building your program, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is something that, you know, like uh, <laughs> we are losing. I'm losing six seniors. And these girls mm-hmm. have been with me for the most part since like uh, – for the most part, seventh, seventh grade. Um, and so, so it's been, you know, so you, you pour so much into them and now it's, I'm like, I kind of start over, but I'm super happy. I am so blessed that my, that have uh, had three, four freshmen that were on the team this year and they actually got to learn from my seniors um, and see kind of what it takes, see the work that needs to be put in, see, the chemistry, um, the the effort, the hustle, how we play, what we're about, what, what basketball is about. And they actually got to see that and participate in that. 
Um, so, and so I'm very fortunate on that end that they were able to do that. So essentially I don't have to like kind of start over because these freshmen were part of that. And so they essentially, so now they know they were able to experience kind of what it takes. Um, and so, but, and we're, and so I have out of my starting five, um, only one, one is a junior. And so she would be a senior next year. And so, and I have two other juniors um, that were part of even uh, one was part of last year's championship team. So I still have a little bit of that legacy of still a little bit of that experience yeah. um, to teach the young ones that, that are coming up. But I feel, I feel, and again, I would, you know, adjust based on who else comes based on who else comes, but I still think we're like, we still have the talent and the, the girls to actually kind of still play the same kind of basketball. Um, you know, we'll see a go. Of course, like I didn't have this before, like I've been there for 10 years, but we, this is something that for the culture wise, we, we didn't play the same style of basketball because you do have to base it based on the players that you have. Right, sure. Um, but this, the culture, that's been something that, you know, we've been building, talking about for, for, um, for a while now. So that, as far as that, the communication, the, what we need, the heart, the hustle, the team respecting each other, that won't change. So fortunately, and so like, so, so my freshmen see that, like that won't change at all. Right. That's the staple, right? Um, so what, and, but like I said, as far as the, the fun of the things that's going to happen, the X's and O's and all that, we'll, you'll see, I'll see based on what um, comes up after the, you know, next year. But for the most part, I don't foresee it being anything that I need to change much different because I have the, the girls can, the girls that are, will be left can still do the same things that we've done. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a sign of a great program when you have that consistency yeah. for from every year. Yeah, really, yeah, that really helps. Yeah, it, yeah, it it does. <laughs> like, and and it, it's something, of course, like you said, like we've been building to it because I've I've been blessed um, since I've taken over the program to have good players come through there. Um, but this is the first time that I've actually had so many at one time. Right. right. Like I've had you it's kind of like, oh man, if this player played from this player and this player and this player were actually here together at the same time, whoo, that would be them something. But you know, but it's been slowly, just slowly building, slowly building. Um, my mom always told me, you know, just be faithful over the little things, bloom where you plant it, and you'll get, you know, you'll get your reward. And right. I'm so thankful that I was able to get my reward this year and last year. So just hopefully I can keep the rewards coming. So, yeah. yeah, just keep it going, coach, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, in your feeder program, um, I mean, like that, that you're talking about that, I, I guess those six seniors in the seventh grade, I guess mm -hmm. you were saying, is that something that you kind of try to groom there? Like you see like a, a group coming up because uh, I know what I try to do is I try to have four or five kids per grade yeah. that you can kind of groom, right? Is that, how yeah, do you, how that, do you do that that'd be ideal. Like, I mean, it kind of hasn't, kind of hasn't like I think out of my six seniors I had three so it was about it was three and three yeah three were with me from middle school and then um three came in freshman year okay um so yeah it's it, it's ideal so what we you know we try we we're you know working on our feeder program make sure make sure that's strong so and you have a certain number of things that you want your seventh graders to know so when they go to eighth grade you want your eighth graders to know when they get to JV. So we're not having to teach it all over again. So that, that's the system that we're working to try and build. 
right. um, that that my middle schoolers know what's expected of them. Um, so we're you know working on working on that, trying to build that so that they know what's expected of them when they come to JV, and then my JV players know what's expected of them when they get to the varsity level. So and my JV players kind of actually know because due to gym space and all that, and previously previously like we only had like six girls on varsity really like so so previously so we were jv and varsity typically practiced together sure, for the most sure. part so jv yeah. can jv knows kind of what what it takes and the kind of teams that we play and how prepared and ready they need to be so they're able to see that um and so we try to try to you know mix it in every now and then um our middle schoolers uh, we actually weren't able to do it much. Well, we didn't able to do it much at all last year, uh, excuse me, due to um, COVID and stuff. And we're trying to keep everything separate. But every now and then I try to get my my middle schoolers to practice right. with the varsity just, just so they can see. And also it helps the varsity because I pretty much, I put in there some in previous, in the past, y'all go teach them this drill. Right. So now they have to talk and communicate and it lets me know well, how well do they get it. Okay, y'all teaching that wrong, so y'all don't get that. Okay, so we need to, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm fortunate enough to have that um, right on campus that you know that yeah. my middle schoolers yeah. and they can work so close together. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, the public schools that we have to travel. Yeah. <laughs> different, yeah. Um, so right. there are some advantages, disadvantages, but um, yeah. Hey, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate That's giving awesome. us an insight into uh, your program and why you guys are so successful. Do you have any final words for coaches going to start a new program? Um, some of them, uh, some people right now, like this time of year are applying for, they might, they might be applying for a new job. They might already mm -hmm. know. What mm -hmm. advice can you give to those coaches starting out in a new program? Um, I would say for me, like learn all you can. Like you, uh, I think, uh, Coach Hickson, Mary's pretty best steal. Like I said, steal, learn, st st take it. That, I mean, that's essentially what I did, right? I just learned from different coaches and then I took it back to my program and I put it together. Okay, this this feels comfortable for me. This feels right for me. Let's keep moving forward with it. Oh, this doesn't work so much well. I don't, I, it was a good idea, but it doesn't fit with these girls, right? Sure. So my thing was before you start, just, just learn as much as you can from as many people as you can. Um, just try to take all those experiences with you and just don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I, you know, I have, I'm super close with our boys coach. Um, and we, and he helps, he helps me through a lot of stuff. He gives me plays. He, I still, I take drills from him. Um, I, you know, I practice with, I have my girls practice with our, our ninth grade JV boys, just different things. And I, I'm taking drills from them, you know, just learning as much as I can. So just, I say, never be, never think you know it all. And never be too, never be too afraid to, you know, tell the, you know, okay, well, this drill didn't work like I thought it was. I've done that, right? I put in, try to put in the drill and, oh, yeah, that's not how the other team ran it. So we're going to scratch that, right? And, <laughs> and not and just understand that it's all, you're learning every single day. And, and don't think you can't, don't think you can't learn from your girls either. That's right. Because I think they have made me, my, my players have actually made me a better coach. Right. And don't think you can't learn from them. Like, so in every opportunity that you can learn. That's yeah. That's great advice, coach. Um, hey, I really appreciate you joining me. And I thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, I wish you the best. Continue success. 
Thank at, you. At Woodward on that. You've done a great job building that program. I know a lot of coaches are going to listen to this. How can they reach out to Kim Lawrence? Oh, sure. Um, you can reach me at uh, Kim.Lawrence, so K-I-M dot L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E at Woodward.edu. Uh, you can reach me at 404-765-4456. So either, those, either one yes. of those works. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coach, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out. You're now thank part you. of the Championship Vision family. All right. So welcome. Welcome thank to you. the family. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Thank Absolutely. you so much for this, Coach. This was awesome. That's great. Coach, thank you for sharing, man. I know I picked up quite a few things from you. So I'm okay. a thief. I, I love hey, this. I love it. Take it all. all Take right. it all. That Because, I mean, it's, it's abundance, right? It's all out there for everybody right. to use. So we don't want to be in a lack mindset. So yeah, yeah. it all the time. So. Absolutely. Right. Coach, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Have a blessed one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Coaches, I'd like to welcome our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor, Huddle Assist. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stance like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. Huddle will also be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic on September 12th at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. Come stop by our table to chat and see what we have to offer. Do you want to be a better coach? Georgia Southern University can help. We offer a fully online master's in kinesiology created by coaches four working coaches. Our full-time faculty combines for over 100 years of coaching experience. Georgia Southern's program is nationally accredited, so you know you are getting quality. We pioneered fully online programs over a decade ago and have had students from 27 states and multiple countries. No matter where you are in the world, Georgia Southern University can help. There is no GRE requirement, and it only takes 14 months to complete. You start classes in May and finish the following July. We have coaches just starting out to veteran coaches of over 30 plus years. So no matter where you are in your coaching journey, Georgia Southern can help. Follow us at GS Coach Ed or look us up and Georgia Southern can help you be a better coach fully online. Coaches, this is Coach Matt Dennis and I'm truly excited and blessed to join Coach Furtado on the Championship Vision Podcast. If you're a coach looking to get better at your craft, you're really going to love this episode. If you'd like more great coaching content, I encourage you to check out other episodes on the podcast, as well as to head over to CoachMattDennis.com, where you can join my newsletter and sign up for a free trial of the Coaching Lab, where my goal is to help coaches find more success in less time.